Welcome to the Taking the Lead podcast, where we empower people to be unstoppable. I'm Christina Hepner with my co-hosts, Leslie Hoskins and Timothy Cunio. You guys, I cannot believe we're already in the midst of summer and traveling and so many fun things. I have such a packed summer going to a couple places in Michigan, a couple beach towns, excited about that. Going to Charleston for Bachelorette, you know, just, I don't, I'm like, when am I going to have time to do anything else but You're travel? Not. You're not. It's the first summer that, you know, people are getting out. That's very true. Timothy, what are you up to this summer? I know we talked a little bit about well, it. Well, but... we went to the NFB convention and uh, we still, you know, I've got my cruise in August, the end of August, and then we're going to Wisconsin at, in September and and that, that, I mean, I'm training glaciers. She's been working well with the four by four box that I built her and she's pottying in there. And that's part of the training for the uh, cruise that we're going on. And, and it's just exciting time to be doing stuff. And I'm, I'm glad we're doing it. That's awesome. I, AER International is happening right now, which is a big conference for um, certified orientation and mobility specialists and teachers of the visually impaired and all sorts of different things. So I'm really excited about that. It's a great way to network and connect and really share all the things that Leader Dog has going on. And this podcast, we like to promote this because we talk about all the things we have going on. But so many people still don't know that we are more than guide dogs. And that is like my number one message anywhere I go for a conference or presentation, anything like that is we are more. Because usually people will see guide dogs and sometimes they're like, oh, I don't work with anybody who has a guide dog or I don't have a guide dog or I'm not interested in a guide dog. But we're always like, wait, wait, we have so much more. So I'm really looking forward to sharing all of those wonderful resources. And then this fall, we've got a couple other big conferences. So yeah, the summer's just flying by. (laughs) Camp has already happened, which was amazing. We had such a group, great group of kids. And I I just can't believe how fast it's going. I know. I'm like, slow down, please. It's going to be winter and I'm I'm not ready for that. I mean, Timothy, you are probably ready for winter because it's nice down there. But Uh, (laughs) winters are not harsh here. Winters are not harsh. Well, it did snow the last year. Oh, yeah. Earlier this year. So, uh, well, we just don't like snow. It snowed right the one day that you were recording for Leader Dog. I remember yes, when I was recording for Leader Dog, it was snow everywhere. Snowmageddon. Snowmageddon. Listen, Glacier, you had to have expected that, right? With a dog with the name Glacier. Yeah, well, when I first got her, I thought she was going to melt down here. So today, uh, it's supposed, we've had hundreds and stuff like that in Georgia this year. So it's uh, pretty rough. We've had, <laughs> we were about to say the same thing. We've had real hot temperatures for Michigan. We've gotten into the 90s, 100s. Today is supposed to be a hot one too. So I think it's funny because we always laugh, right, at you Southern folk when it snows just like a little dusting and you guys all shut down and you don't know what to do. We're the same, I think, when it gets into the 100s, 90s or 100s. We're like, we can't go outside. We can't possibly do anything. Yeah. Like the world shuts down. I literally melt. Mm-hmm. We can't do it. <laughs> well, and it's funny too, you know, or interesting. We think of our dogs when they're out training, you know, in the winter, we put those little booties on them, but sometimes we have to put those little booties on them in the summer too, because the pavement gets so hot and our O&M clients out here and guide dog clients training, we have to plan accordingly. So in the winter, you know, we might drive to an intersection and hop out really quick because it's really cold and, and do some training and then hop back in the car to warm up. And sometimes in the summer, we have to actually do the same thing because it's too hot. And so we'll drive so that we can be in the air conditioning. 
Yeah, Glacier hates her booties. Glacier hates her booties. She mm-hmm. can't. It's like when you put the gentle leader on her, she's just not happy about it. So yeah, my personal dog doesn't. Duke does not like his booties. He uh, cannot walk in them. He acts like he. I have a dramatic dog. I don't know where he gets it from, but <laughs> <laughs> he cannot walk. He'll just stop and stare at me. I'm like, no. That's one of my favorite things is to watch the dogs put the booties on. It's like they they completely freeze up. They have no idea what to do sometimes. And they just look at you like, why? Why are you doing this? Um, They don't know that it's for their own good. But my personal pet dog actually freezes up if you put any sort of costume on her. Uh, So for Halloween, it's actually really convenient sometimes if you dress her up. She just stays. Like she does not move. She thinks that she's lost all mobility. It is the funniest thing. So... You know, we, we take the quick photo and then we let her out of there. But yeah, dogs are the best. I mean, we could talk about them four days. I know we could, we could. And summer's flying by, all that good stuff. But let's get to the good stuff <laughs> yeah. today. Today's guest believes in living life to the fullest. She has been a speaker for Leader Dog. She is a lion, a nonprofit leader of her own, and has attended Leader Dog for both orientation mobility and guide dog training. Yes, Rita Harris is the founder and CEO of Living Life Team Incorporated, which provides a support system for the blind and visually impaired. She serves on the ADA committee for the Hartsfield Atlanta Airport and serves local and district levels of Lions Club International Foundation, including she's the second vice district governor in Georgia. And Rita is also a certified peer supporter through the Georgia Peer Support Training and Mentor. Hello, Rita. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to have a fellow Georgian here. Go dogs. But can you first start off and talk about your experience of going blind? Oh, absolutely. Thank you. It is a pleasure and a joy to be here today. Um, oh, gosh. To answer your question on elaborating on my experiences of going blind, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> well, my visual impairment is due to RP, which is retinitis pigmentosa, and it started well when I experienced a significant amount of vision loss was around 2002, and it really threw me for a loop. I it was totally unexpected, um, so I went from being this extremely high energetic fun, loving life to the fullest person to like going downhill to ah, depression, withdrawal, feeling ashamed, you know, the whole nine yards. But then um, once I came out of that dark hole of throwing a pity party for myself, my life started to be on and popping. I was out for a mission. What helped you get through that? How did you pull yourself out of that? We talk a lot about depression and blindness and how they go hand in hand a lot of times. Uh, what were some of the things that helped you get out of it? Well, with me, not when I first experienced the vision loss, with me not knowing anyone else um, who was blind or vision impaired, did not know of any resources, I felt like I was alone. So I really, um, it kind of pulled me away from my foundation of which I was raised all my life, which was my my uh, my belief in faith, belief in God, 
um, whom I was very always well grounded in, but I felt like God had I God had literally deserted me. I was just absolutely deserted. So, um, but then when you have that belief that has been embedded in you, even though you've kind of um, veered away from it, it's always there. You hear that voice, that quiet voice that kind of pull you back. And it pulled me back. I was connected with um, a resource, which was Georgia Vocational Rehabilitation Agency. And when I was assigned the mobility instructor, it started from there. I began to see the light again. Um, I had a glimpse of hope that my life was not over. My life was really just beginning, so to speak. So... How did you find Leader Dog when you went through this with the Evoke Rehab? How did you eventually find Leader Dog? Oh, wow. <laughs> that was one of the most wonderful times of my life. I um, I did very well with my mobility instructor through Evoke Rehab. And once I mastered the skills, he actually was the one that recommended Leader Dog blind for me. I had never heard of Leader Dog for the Blind. And um he asked me, you know, what I consider, you know, traveling to Michigan, you know, getting connected and for the accelerated orientation mobility training. And so that was my first connection with Leader Dog for the Blind. And I have to ask because we met during that time when you came up for orientation mobility. It was January of what year? Do you know? of 2015. 2015. Okay. Um, Because I remember specifically that week when that Rita came to what we were calling JAMP, which is the first week of January, the week we do ONM. It's always super cold and snowy. It's right after the first of the year. And it's a really fun group because we not only have clients in from all over, but we have our full ONM team working plus contingent ONM team members and Western Michigan practicum students. So it is like so much fun to get everybody together. But Rita's group especially, I don't remember all of the things, but I know we had so much fun that week. Like, we laughed so much. It was absolutely amazing. I mean, I got Georgia. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> so yeah. I was like a child in a candy store when I saw all the snow. Oh, my gosh. And you were matched with the perfect O&M instructor, uh, Lynn. He is one of our contingent team members who lives in Louisiana. And he comes up to help us with different weeks because we want to be able to serve as many people as we possibly can. And we don't have like a full big team. Um, so we do bring in contingent team members. And you two were so great. You were the perfect match because they both were loving the snow, doing snow angels, going for all these extra walks up into the hills and things like that. Whereas the rest of us were like, get on the bus. It's so cold. This is terrible. <laughs> but these two Southern folks were like, this is great because it's only one week of their lives. Yeah, right. <laughs> one week versus, you know, the rest of us, yeah. years of our lives. But Rita, so you came for both orientation and mobility. I guess, what was that deciding factor? Because you just said you had never heard of Leader Dog before. What was that deciding factor for you that said, okay, I'm going to take a flight to Michigan and come and see what Leader Dog is all about? Well, at that time when um, my O&M instructor introduced me to the white tip cane, I had never even heard of a white tip cane before. And so when I was 
starting to learn the cane skills, and it just opened up a whole new door and mind frame for me as well. So when he mentioned Leader Dog for the Blind, I just wanted to dive in head first and see what it was all about. Even though I was a little um, reserved about flying, you know, alone for the first time, you know, um, since experience and vision loss, I was determined I would not let that hold me back. I just wanted to just go and just indulge and learn and just, you know, and, and blossom, basically. Well, thank you for taking that leap and getting on that plane and coming. Um, and hopefully it's been a very positive experience since. I do really want to quickly talk about that you were able to receive Voc Rehab through your state, which is incredible. Um, I know we've talked about on the podcast before how sometimes it's really challenging for clients to receive services through their state because they don't qualify or various other reasons. So um, I think that's incredible that you were able to get services through your state and that you had such a positive experience. And we would always, always, always encourage clients to try to get services through their state because we're going to only be an addition to those services. So we're not going to take away from anything. We strongly, strongly encourage that. Um, so I just think that's incredible. Absolutely. So you came back and got a guide dog. His name is Madden. So how much has Madden changed your life? Oh my gosh, my life has not been the same and nor will it ever be the same. I mean, I went from even using the cane um, mad with Madden, you have it's just a total different level of independence because if I had not um, chose the guide dog route, I don't personally I don't feel I would have excelled in in areas that you know that I have. For example, um, traveling solo, I you know travel solo, but I don't think it would be to the extent without Madden because I will go anywhere and everywhere um, with with my guide dog, of course, um, because I don't have to, with the cane, I can't tell the cane to, you know, find my purse or take me to the ladies' room or, you know, <laughs> even at the airport, you know, I get out of the car. I don't have to have anyone to, and I use no, no employee assistance from the airport. You know, I just tell Madden, take me to security, um, find an escalator or an elevator or just whatever I need. I tell him and he does it. And so it is, it, with Madden, your independence is just really enhanced, really enhanced. So that is amazing, Rita. And, you know, you just talked about the airport. You're on the ADA committee for your Atlanta airport. How did you get onto that committee? And what is it like for you to sit on that committee and have a voice on that? Okay. And once again, it goes back to Madden. <laughs> Madden is the reason I'm on the ADA committee. Um, I was um, president of the GGDU, which is Georgia Guide Dog Users, at that particular time. And one of the projects that was being implemented, um, well, when I stepped into the position of president, um, was implementing um, pet relief areas inside the secured areas of the airport. And when it was finished, um, the director of the, the uh, coordinator and director of ADN Custom Experience asked me if I would attend the press release, press release conference. 
um, you know, to speak on behalf of Georgia Got Got users, and I did. And after that, um, he was very impressed and invited me to join the ADA committee to be able to give insight on um, making the airport 100% ADA compliant for travelers with disabilities. Rita, I love that. I think that is so awesome and what an important role and what an important voice to have on that committee to share your experiences and really advocate for all guide dog users um, and or just service dog users in general, not just guide dogs. I think that's so great. And so tell us all the other things. So you're a part of the Lions Club International Foundation. You're in vice district governor. What does all that mean? It means serve, serve, serve. <laughs> and I have to say that, you know, since I went through such a terrible ordeal um, of transitioning from independent to dependent, and once I overcame that and came out of that dark, literally dark place in my life, I made a commitment, a lifetime promise to God that, um, you know, because um, Vote Rehab, Leader Dog for the Blind, poured into my life, and I gained, regained my independence, that my life would never be about myself, never again. That my life would be 100% um, committed to serving and helping others. And that is what uh, drew me to the Lions. And I have been serving ever since. Um, I've served in my local club as, uh, in Madison as president two consecutive years. I've served on the district level as reading action chairperson, um, zone chairperson, and now I am district second vice district governor-elect. So as of July 1st, um, the elect will drop, and it will be second vice district governor, and it just keeps going from there. And it's all about doing what you can do to help others um, in need. Where there's a lion, um, where there's a need, there's a lion. That is amazing, Rita. And not only are you a Lions member, but you started a whole organization, nonprofit, that supports people who are blind or visually impaired. So you're not only doing that as Lion, you're doing that as as your life. You're the CEO of Living Life Team Incorporated. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, yes. Um, yes, I saw it. And once again, it goes back to me wanting to help others to keep them from going, you know, through a difficult transition um, when experience and vision loss. So in 2000, we've been in existence since 2016, Living Life Team Incorporated. And, um, and what we do, we have a, and I always like to use the word unique because we are like none other. We have a unique support system for people who are blind or visually impaired. Um, through a, under the umbrella, we have a support group. We also offer workshop trainings. We use certified um, O&M instructor. And we provide workshop trainings to teach orientation and mobility, anything from um, organizing medication, that is anything that covers um, under daily living skills. And we also do unique, well, I say outside of the box activities and outings, things that 
the no, the average person with vision loss can't imagine doing, you know, um, that they used to do when they could see. Um, we like horseback riding, kayaking, oh my gosh, um, tandem bike riding, even blind dart throwing, beat baseball. I mean, you name it, we pretty much bring it to them. Experiencing them going to the movie theater, um, using the audio descriptive headset, bowling. Because whatever they did before they had vision loss, they can still do it now. Just have to find a different method of technique for doing it. And it's all about them feeling good about themselves and um, gaining their self-esteem and confidence, which then leads to wanting to regain their independence. And then you can live life to the fullest. I absolutely love that. I know I've said that about everything that you're doing, but... Rita, we want to thank you for not only being a lion, for starting this nonprofit to help other people reach a level of independence and help other people who are blind or visually impaired who may not have additional resources. We want to thank you for being an ambassador for LeaderDog, sharing your experience, for joining us on the podcast, all of the amazing things that you are doing. You are an incredible woman. We're so excited to have you as part of the LeaderDog family. Um, and again, thank you for being here today. We also want to thank all of you for listening to the Taking the Lead podcast. I'm Leslie Hoskins with hosts Timothy Cuno and Christina Hefner. We hope you enjoyed learning all about Rita's experience, um, her nonprofit, all the things. Check her out. And please do join us next week as we continue to dive into the world of blindness. Yes, and if you'd like to learn more about applying to LeaderDog, you can head to LeaderDog.org or call us at 888-777-5332. And don't forget, you can reach us at takingthelead at LeaderDog.org with any questions or ideas. And if you'd like to learn more about Rita's mission, you can head to livinglifeteam.net. And if you like today's podcast, make sure to hit subscribe and check us out wherever podcasts stream.